This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, good afternoon. This is Pastor Dan from East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath. We've got some things to say to make sure we get out some good information right now. Everybody knows the circumstance with COVID-19, the coronavirus, the, all the travel bans and cancellations, and many people are wondering how it might affect their lives and, and even their church. And we're praying for all the churches out there. We're on your side. We're believing with you. I don't care which church you go at. We are the body of Christ, and it's time for us to stand up and act like it. Here at East Coast Christian Center, as you can imagine, all your campus pastors, all the co-lead pastors, Matt and I, our wives, everybody on the ministry team, everybody on staff, we've been working hard. Things have been changing almost daily, and it's a, it's a wild thing that we're dealing with here. The schools have been closed. I've just heard now they're going to stay closed till April 15th. Um, our Vieira campus is in a school, so it is obviously closed. Uh, President Trump recommended gatherings be kept to 10 and under. The CDC recommends 50 or less. So we felt it wise and uh, to honor our leaders and change the way we do church for a couple of weeks. We're still doing church, but we'll be doing it differently than we've we've done before maybe uh, for the next two weeks. And uh, we're going to adjust as the situation changes. We're not going to be doing physical services at any of our Brevard locations, but we will be doing church. And we've pulled out all the stops. We're going to be doing a special online church event. You won't want to miss it. And uh, when you see what we're doing, I believe you're going to love it because we are the body of Christ. Uh, We believe God turns what the enemy means uh, for evil into good. And so in this worship service, uh, we can't cancel the Holy Spirit. We, we're not going to cancel God. Uh, we're not a church that shrinks back. And you know, we don't cancel church. I, we've done church in hurricanes and power outages and f- freezing temperatures and all that stuff that goes on. Uh, but we're going to go for it. So here's what we need you to do. Those of you that are East Coast and maybe you're listening and you don't have a home church, we need you to set aside time on Saturday night for a normal 5.30 service, which you can watch online uh, at, at eccc.us, or you can go on our app, at an East Coast app, and watch there, or you can listen to on WMIE 91.5, uh, FM, you can listen to the Saturday night service, 5.30. Or you can go Sunday morning and listen. Now, remember, as we're doing this, we understand you're going to be doing this with your family. So we are crafting the service to fit, fit uh, some some attention spans, fit your family. And uh, we're going to have a service at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 noon on Sunday. We're going to be broadcasting the service. And if we if we're doing that, and we are, why not invite everybody? We invite the whole stinking world to this service. Uh, everybody can't fit in our building, but a lot of people can join us online. So share this information with your friends. Put it up on your feed on Facebook that, hey, join me at church at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and put the link down and send that out. And then when this is done uh, and we have a service, then put that on your feed and send it out on social media. I believe that we can reach 10, 20,000 people could join us at East Coast Christian Center virtually this weekend. 
this is a tough time. People are afraid. They need hope. They need, they need something solid. And there are, there are people, neighbors and friends out there that need the hope that we have. They need to see the peace of God that passes all understanding. They need to know that in a changing world, we serve a God who changes not. I am God. I, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so how long we've got to do this, we don't know. Stay in the loop. We might have to change something. We'll put that up on our Facebook page. Uh, If you want to give, you can do it online. Last year, we gave 39% of every dollar to outreach missions and reaching souls. And we believe that the laws of giving and receiving, sowing and reaping work in spite of COVID-19. And so we, a lot of our people give online already, but other churches don't have maybe as much giving online. Don't forget your home church to minister there. And so you can do that online. Uh, hit, hit the giving link on our website, and we understand that. Also, we're in a building program. And we just want you to know we're releasing everybody uh, to make godly financial decisions concerning the VR campus build right now. It's, we don't want anybody to feel any pressure. If, I mean, if you know you're giving and going to do that, you can, but make sure that's the Lord and you're doing what he wants. We don't want you pressured here. The truth is about you and about me. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91, 10 and 11. Now, just in closing this thought out, we are also going to be trying to launch a love the one game plan for everybody to love your neighbor. And so Stay tuned and look at our, our webpage and our, our Facebook page, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Man, we love you guys. We, we appreciate you. We're praying for you. Now, we're going to get into the Word and join our Morning Breath team. All right. It is the Morning Breath team here. This is Pastor David Gammon. Super excited to be jumping into the Word with you. I have a co-host here with me that I am, man, I love this guy. He is amazing. He serves in the Avenue as the Avenue Administrator. He does technical stuff for the church. He does production stuff for the church. He is just an incredible guy. When he joined the Avenue team, it, it like it exploded. And if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. Probably one of the most loving people I know, has the biggest pastor's heart of anybody I've ever met. Man, I am so excited that uh, DJ Kuzmano is going to be joining us on the program today. How you doing, DJ? Hey, thank you so much. I'm doing great. How you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. We got uh, Nehemiah 10 today, huh? Oh, very cool. Love Nehemiah. Yeah, I tell you what, um, if you want to get plugged into Morning Breath and you want to find out the chapters we're going into and other chapters we've read, just go to our website, eccc.us. That's three Cs. Don't know if I said three Cs, but it definitely is. You can click the Morning Breath icon. It'll take care of you, but it'll walk through everything. Uh, find, listen to, and do um, do any of the Morning Breath stuff. Also, another great way is get our app. Go to wherever you get mobile apps for your, for your devices. Put in East Coast app. You'll see a little... White cross, silverish-looking white cross with a little blue background. Get that app. It'll get you everything, the culture of East Coast, our events, our small groups, our weekend services, and Morning Breath. You want to listen to Morning Breath on that, too. It's a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal. So we have um, an interesting scenario here, DJ, where the first 10 verses of uh, Nehemiah 10 is actually very difficult to read, and a lot of 
a lot of olden time names. Mm, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to rely on technology to read for us today. Yeah, praise God. And we are going to have version, which is an incredible free app. You need to have it on your phone. Most of us do for our Bibles. But um, we're going to have version read it so you guys can hear the actual proper pronunciations of the names and city names. And uh, so I tell you what, version. I say to you, oh, read, sir. The document was ratified and sealed with the following names. The governor, Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, and also Zedekiah. The following priests, Siraiah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Melchizedek, Hattush, Shebaniah, Malak, Haram, Miramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathan, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mijamin, Meaziah, Bilgei, and Shimeah. These were the priests. The following Levites, Jeshua, son of Azaniah, Benui from the family of Hanadad, Cadmiel and their fellow Levites, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kilida, Pileah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu. The following leaders, Perosh, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Bunai, Asgad, Bibai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Aden, Ater, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bizai, Herif, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpesh, Meshulam, Hezer, Meshezabel, Zadok, Jedua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashub, Halohesh, Pilha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabna, Maaseah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Haram, and Baana. The Vow of the People Then the rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God, together with their wives, sons, daughters, and all who were old enough to understand, joined their leaders and bound themselves with an oath. They swore a curse on themselves if they failed to obey the law of God as issued by his servant Moses. They solemnly promised to carefully follow all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord our Lord. We promise not to let our daughters marry the pagan people of the land, and not to let our sons marry their daughters. We also promise that if the people of the land should bring any merchandise or grain to be sold on the Sabbath or on any other holy day, we will refuse to buy it. Every seventh year we will let our land rest, and we will cancel all debts owed to us. In addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one-eighth of an ounce of silver for the care of the temple of our God. This will provide for the bread of the presence, for the regular grain offerings, and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths, the new moon celebrations, and the annual festivals, for the holy offerings, and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel. It will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God. We have cast sacred lots to determine when, at regular times each year, the families of the priests, Levites, and the common people should bring wood to God's temple to be burned on the altar of the Lord our God, as is written in the law. We promise to bring the first part of every harvest to the Lord's temple year after year, whether it be a crop from the soil or from our fruit trees. We agree to give God our oldest sons, 
and the firstborn of all our herds and flocks as prescribed in the law. We will present them to the priests who minister in the temple of our God. We will store the produce in the storerooms of the temple of our God. We will bring the best of our flour and other grain offerings, the best of our fruit, and the best of our new wine and olive oil. And we promise to bring to the Levites a tenth of everything our land produces, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all our rural towns. A priest, a descendant of Aaron, will be with the Levites as they receive these tithes. And a tenth of all that is collected as tithes will be delivered by the Levites to the temple of our God and placed in the storerooms. The people and the Levites must bring these offerings of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms and place them in the sacred containers near the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the singers. We promise together not to neglect the temple of our God. Uh, Amen. I tell you what, what a powerful chapter. And if you don't know about it and and you come across Nehemiah and you're going through everything that it's saying here, I'm uh, looking up some of the other verses that kind of correlate some of the stuff that happened here. It is an incredible moment. What Nehemiah is doing is he's actually leading the people, the, the people of God, back to the Word of God. He is actually taking back some of the stuff that he's doing here, having the tithe getting brought back up, having uh, offerings getting brought back up, restoring the order of the priesthood and the Levites and taking care of the temple and, and doing a lot of this stuff is nothing that he is making. But what he is doing is he's putting back into place. And I, as a believer, want to just like put this out here, that we need to do this regularly for our own hearts. So we need to take a look at the word of God and then take a look at our heart. Not at our neighbors, not at, you know, anybody else, but take a look at our heart and say, where has our heart gone astray from the word of God and what do we need to do? And notice he says, now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. You know, he was talking to what? The leaders. He started with the ones that would be driving the train. I tell you right now, if you don't know this, your heart drives the train of your life. Yeah. It, it takes what you have the focus on. It, it will, it will, man, what, what you're passionate about is found there. So you definitely want to get a filter around that heart that is God-centric, not just God-centric in the idea that you have emotion of love towards God, but that emotion of love towards God translates out into a life of obedience to God. And Nehemiah is an amazing book of leadership because he actually, in rebuilding the city, or in rebuilding the city wall, which he's most known for in Christianity, something even greater that he builds is a healthy, healthy church, healthy people culture. And you see him establishing this. And that's what he's doing a lot in this. If you look at Nehemiah 10, you say, man, he's actually building up the culture of what the people will have in the city. Then, and it makes a lot, it's a lot clearer. It's a lot more like, oh, wow, he's, he's making sure that the, um, the, the rest is happening. He's making sure Sabbath is happening, making sure the land gets rest so that the agriculture will be good. Uh, we need to be checking our hearts. When do we need to rest? When do we need to be able to give something a break? When is it time where, you know what, your work takes us a backseat to your family? family or, or that your hobbies take a back seat because sometimes, you know, you buy a new fishing rod, you buy new golf clubs, man, that's all you want to be going to do. But you need to take a look at that and say, man, that might need a rest for a little bit because, you know, I've got a, I've got a daughter that's going to be going into junior high and I think she needs my attention more than my golf clubs do. And, and it's so important that as believers, we're taking a look at the word of God 
and applying it to our lives and making sure our lives have a Christian, uh, healthy Christian culture to them. What stood out to you, DJ? Well, I like what you said about, you know, uh, what do we need to rest? And I feel like right now we're almost kind of in a, in a point of being forced to rest um, with this whole uh, epidemic or pandemic right now. Um, so a lot of us are not working or staying away. And uh, if you look in verse uh, 28, I thought it was interesting that it said, um, uh, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God together with their wives, sons, daughters, and all who were old enough to understand. You know, right now we're we're being told by our, our, our leadership, our government, that we actually need to be separated from other people right now because of the coronavirus. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, we're talking about this right now. And this was written so long ago. And I think it's so important that even though we're, we're, we're separated right now, it doesn't mean that we still can't be the church. And um, to, to not let what's happening um, defer us or, or, or scare us, but even though we can't meet in a building, that we can meet... Um, you know, virtually or, or a few people and just keeping the church alive and keeping um, what God is telling us to do right now. And so it all goes back to maybe we need to rest in this time and, and find creative ways to, to reach people that we normally couldn't reach, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what we're going through now, I love this because we get the opportunity to respond to the challenge of how we can be the church without the buildings. And, yeah, you know, this yeah. is kind of fitting that we're in Nehemiah. Not only were we in a, are, are we in a, a building campaign, but now we've lost our buildings on some sense, our, our ability to meet in them yeah, on a bigger yeah. capacity. But when we look at the Word of God, it's, it's, it was never about that. And, and I think we do a good job of, of looking at that. He even, you know, he talks to all different tor- sorts of people. He's like the gatekeepers, the Levites, the priests. Then he starts talking to all of them and and calling them out by name and having assignment for them. He says, descendants of Benjamin, which King Saul, the first king of Israel, came from. Descendants of Judah, that's where Jesus' line would come from. King David would come from. He's giving all these people. He's, he's like commissioning them and saying, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. And he gives them responsibility. In this moments that we're in right now, God has given you a responsibility. He's given you an assignment. And if you don't know what it is, pray and ask him for what it is. If you're a husband, I tell you what, your wife is your first assignment. Let's get that out of our now. Your kids are next. We're obviously being a child of God is first. And if you're quarantined from work, if you are, this is not a license to forget all the things we're called to. You Mm -hmm. know, some people are actually looking at this like a vacation and a you know, I spoke to a lot of the 20-year-olds, and I said, hey, just because you don't have to meet in your classes and just because your work is not, you know, having you come in now, this doesn't mean every week, every day you go to the beach or you're doing whatever. This is actually a great season. God has cleared some of your schedules for you to answer that call that he's placed in your life, not just pass out on a hammock, not just spend, you know, another night at the bar because you're able to go there. But you actually look at what God has called you to as a person and mm-hmm. bring that to life in these seasons. I know as a church and I know as the husband and a father that that's one of the things we're looking at as people is saying, okay, what do we want to accomplish if we do have to go to an extended quarantine that we couldn't have accomplished in any other season Yeah, and, and carry that out? So, Absolutely. Um, 
You know, the other thing I, I liked was uh, it says that we promise together not to neglect the temple of God, and, and and we are the temple of God. And so in this time of rest, in this time of uncertainty, we need to be building up our faith. We need to be um, getting into the Word and, and really building up um, what we what we believe, especially in this time. And uh, I'm telling you, this this chapter is kind of full of all the stuff that we are actually going through right now, and I think it's just so, so cool to see that. Absolutely. Here's a fact, though, not to not not to have a spoiler alert, guys. But here's a spoiler alert: they do horrible at this. They are awful. Okay, <laughs> Nehemiah gets called back to serve uh, Exerces, which we believe for about a two year, two and a half year period. And when the leadership leaves, everything fall, falls apart. The high priest that was supposed to take his spot winds up doing a bunch of stupidness. And when Nehemiah comes back. He's got to clean everything up and he's got to throw stuff out. And he's got to, they actually says he had to cleanse rooms of oh, wow. some of the wickedness that had started to take place because uh, he left. And I want to encourage you today that you are, you have ownership of your life and your faith walk. You have ownership. Not only is the church, the people, the temple, his body, Christ calls us his body, and not only is your physical body the temple, but also you have ownership of that. That what you do in this time that you're accountable for and that God has actually entrusted you with an assignment to carry out in this time. And I, for me, that is such an uplifting thing. That is such an inspiring thing. When I look at my four kids, I thank God that he has given me the assignment of being their father. And when I look at my wife, he's given me the assignment of being um, her husband. And I take that very seriously. I take it very seriously. So I don't need someone to tell me to clock in to be a husband yeah. and to clock in to be a dad and to clock out and I can go do other stuff now. You've got to be self-motivated. you got to be self-driven. Uh, when Whenever the, the master leaves, you can't go lame. You can't go weak. You can't go just mediocre. But instead, we have to have a tenacity to us that we're able to still build the church and do do um, what we're called to do and what we're assigned to do, um, even with no one looking. Yeah, absolutely. I I love the, the you know, what you said about having an assignment. And actually right now, um, we actually have an assignment here at East Coast is that we need to reach out to 10 people um, from, our, from our church, uh, each of us to kind of minister to them during this time and check in on them. And I would encourage anybody out there listening to Kind of get your your five or your ten people in, and keep checking in on those people and um, pray for them, talk with them, believe with them for whatever they're going through, and see if they need anything. You know, reach out um, to the community, to your friends. Like now is the time to be the church, and uh, it's just an exciting time to to do that without. It really is, and all the people that I've had the honor and privilege to reach out to and just kind of love on, I'd say about eighty percent of them are worried. And yeah. um, but we have to keep in mind the other twenty percent, or excuse me, eighty percent were fine, and twenty percent were worried. But we have to keep in mind that you know people can get worried because of different reasons. Maybe they have a um, elderly parents or whatever the scenarios, yeah. and that as you see in this here in Nehemiah ten, we're called to do life together as a family. We're called to do life together as people together in a community, whether it's in a building or not. And that means we need to um, take in consideration the feelings, emotions, stresses, and worries of other people and not condemn them by it and not say, Hey, where's your faith? You're worried about this and that. Where's your faith? But instead of instead going by them and say, Hey, I understand. 
I understand what you're going through. You know, I understand that, you know, this can be a lot on, on a person and listening to their story and helping to be loved by filling a need in their life. Yeah. And that's really what the church is supposed to look like. And that's what we're called to do. Some of the biggest things we do is get the word out, worship Jesus, and then be a community that chases after God with everything we got. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a moment break and we're going to come right back and we'll have a closing thought for the episode. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island the Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, we are back. And for our closing thought, DJ is going to inspire us with wisdom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just want to encourage you guys that, um, you know, listen to what the Word of God has um, said in this season and kind of help that lead you into what you need to be doing during this time. Uh, What do you got, David? Man, I love that, DJ. That's so good. Let the Word of God dictate our priorities and what we're doing here in life. You know what I loved about King David is that King David, in his early years, in his greatest rise to accomplishment and and to the throne, every time he had adversity or a culture change or anything, it said David went and sought the Lord. 
David sought the Lord. How often do we have a culture change, a difficulty, something come in, and we Google it, or we look at the news, or we go talking to the closest friend, I mean proximity, not in, like, relationship, and we don't stop and pray yeah, and say, God, help me on this, speak to me. And then instead of still going and running to talk to somebody, let's open our word up with that, knowing we've already reached up, now we're going to reach into the word of God, and then let's reach out mm-hmm. and get wisdom and get community and get fellowship there, knowing that we've already made the vertical connection for what our soul needs, and he's guiding us in what's most uh, important in these times. Because, uh, man, that's that's how we're going to get through any time. That's yeah. how we get through you know, everything, with God leading the way. God will always lead the way. So I tell you what, man, thanks for coming on today, DJ, man. Thank it's you. been awesome. All right, love you guys. We will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.